Hello, fellow adults. Welcome to This is Adulting, a podcast about being an adult. <laughs> With your host, Jack. And Danny. On today's and Danny. And Danny. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode, we will be discussing careers and or jobs as adults. And I'm one of my careers is not to be a rapper, so <laughs> um I'm yeah. Uh this is um what came about this is that I just I just got a new job again. Um, so this g- gave this gave me the idea for the topic of talking about all the jobs I've had. Yeah, I was gonna say what's it, what's that phrase like? There's two things in life that are constant: uh, death, taxes, and we can add a third. Like Jack has a new job opportunity, <laughs> like every month. <laughs> yeah. So I've the thing. The thing is about me looking for work is that I'm never like I'm good. I'm good at the jobs that I do. But I'm never really satisfied or happy because I don't feel as though I'm doing the thing that I'm really loving. Right. You know? And I know that's like, I've heard people say, oh, that's just like a unicorn you're chasing. Because trying to find a job or career that you love is really hard to do, you know? Um, You're just somebody who can't be held down. Like... (sighs) I can't even remember which podcast it is now because we're in the twenties now. Oh, this is our this is crazy. This is episode number twenty one, guys. Twenty one. That's crazy. Yeah. Our little just our little podcast all grown up. <laughs> but there is one that we were talking about, um, like your qualities and how, and and so yeah, it totally makes sense for you because it's always like, what else could I be doing? What else could I yeah. be doing? What else could I be doing? I'm so always trying to ahead. push myself to try different things, yes. right? And that's one of my downfalls is that I'm always like, I'll get it into a job. So the longest, longest career I've had was with um, my, t- my tire shop, which was like 10 years almost. Wow. Wow. Um, 10 years as like, and I was like an apprentice technician and then I went to management and then I just. And 10 years isn't a small amount of time. Like no. for, especially with us just joking that you switch from job to job, like 10 years is like you've put in the effort. Yeah, no, I and I, I committed to it, and I moved around a bunch of different shops in, within the company. Like I opened up a couple of other shops, and it, you know, a lot of people were baffled on why I didn't like stay with them and just see it through. Right. I just I wasn't really happy there. There was there's that time where you dread going to work sometimes. Oh no! Like when you drive to work, like I would park and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go through these doors. I don't want to go in well, and talk yeah, to customers and all that kind of stuff. definitely don't want to stay in a job like that. Well, working in the automotive industry, <clears throat> when it comes to people dealing with people's cars, they're really like touchy about that kind of stuff. When you tell them they have to fix something on their car, right. you know, their cars are like a part of them because they use them to go to work. They use them to do, transport their children, you know. Right. So anytime they have to spend money on their cars, it's a really like people get really – especially when it comes to like mechanics are – like sleaze balls in most can cases. be yeah, yeah like that that's the stereotype behind mechanics right it's right. like you're they're just out to rip people off you know and so it's hard as someone who wants to be honest and stuff like that to tell someone you know you need to get this fixed right. for the and safety I'm not, of your car and i'm not lying yeah, and yeah i'm not lying but then they're like oh okay you're just trying to milk me of all of my money and I'm it's, like, it's funny because i'll do not not that i do that because i call you usually like, Jack they told me I need to do this um but it's funny because like right now it's the Sephora 
sale right now. Oh and so they do twi- like this twice a year. And I spend, I buy all of my like um, basics like at this time. So the bill's not expensive, but it's mm-hmm. not cheap either. Like I'm getting, but I use this until August and then I buy my, in August. Anyways. Makeup my point, is so expensive. I know, but my point is, <laughs> is that I will do that. No problem. But like if, if I went to a, car shop and they were like oh you have to spend four hundred dollars on this i'd be like what where am i gonna find that money like <laughs> i'm gonna have oh, to that's save only up. a handful of I'm makeup gonna, i'm gonna have to save up for months yeah it's like that's like four face creams right like <laughs> it's crazy. it is crazy but it's it's crazy because the my car keeps me safe yeah. and arly safe and like and you have to get from that, point a to b yeah the fact that i'm like i can't put that kind of money towards this car i have makeup to buy right like it's crazy that that the decisions are so like i don't know i'll wait till the next time there's a problem for, to do deal with that yeah and so like that's another reason why i kind of got out of like the automotive industry because of the fact that like i, I couldn't deal with the customers sometimes really because they were hard to deal with and you know what <clears throat> i think i have this flaw of looking for flaws in my jobs right to get out of it um and i gotta stop making these excuses because you know like um, I got to focus on more like the future of things and just kind of like stick through things, but I am excited. So this new job that I have is I'm going to be teaching like fitness classes, like Amazing. in the form of kickboxing. It's so perfect for you. And it's like, cause it's funny cause it's there, the instructor's there. I went, so I went for a class, I went for an interview and you know what? The funny thing is I, I saw this ad on like indeed.com. And then I was like, huh, this is interesting. And they were in Short Park, which is like real close to me. Right. So I actually, and this is what I do with my job sometimes when I want to, when I, I want to try to get a job is I'll go in by my, like in person right. and drop off my resume, even though I've already applied online. And I went in there, introduced myself to the girl up front and she's like, yeah, we put an ad up, but no one's ever come in, in person to come really? apply for this. And she was like super impressed by it, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I just figured like, the fi- if if you are hiring someone that you want to have like energy and a good personality and stuff like that, wouldn't you want to see that like in person? <laughs> right. And she's like, well, my um my manager, she kind of just creeps people on Facebook when they <laughs> when they apply so that she can see what their like lifestyles are like. And I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense, but at the same time, like face to face is different. It's different. It's 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 so. I think that kind of helped me get the job right? because um, I went in there and had a good chat with uh, one of the instructors and then she talked to her manager and yeah. I well, talk- when, when I think about what I would want if I was doing a, like a fitness class, a group class, like, yeah, you check all the boxes of like, you're fun and you're engaging and like, you will keep people motivated. Like yeah. I almost guarantee you're going to be a star there. Uh, people are going to love excited. your classes. Like high energy and stuff like that. And like, I'm like, I got lots of energy. Yeah. Well, so I'm pretty excited for it. Um, and like it's it's a so it's in the form of kickboxing right. and so like I've done Muay Thai in the past and um, I took one class um, just because they wanted to see how I do make sure I didn't like pass out from like <laughs> oh so you were a, per- a participant yeah yeah they had they let me do a free class just to see how I handle it and stuff like that that would be a good scam yeah just go around and get free classes <laughs> be like I would like to be an instructor. Well, Can not everyone hires instructors. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really fun. Uh, I'm actually sore from it because, um, yeah, she she was she was like, I need to see if you're up for this challenge. So I'm gonna work your ass today. And I'm like, okay. 
So luckily I'm in like shape. So, right. but I am sore because I was working a lot of muscles that I haven't. Were you by yourself or other? No, no, it's there? a it was a whole class. Wow. Was, so it was a full class. They have full classes, like, and they're all. The good thing about this is that there's no like judgment so like that. There's a lot of people that are like they've never done kickboxing before. Um, there was a girl there that was brand new. Um, she was applying or she was just coming to try a class out because they have, it's like $20 and you get a free pair of gloves and you get three free classes to come try it out. Um, then they'll sign you up for membership if you're interested. So this girl came out and she's never done like kickboxing before. She's done like one hit class in her life and she oh, was wow. like the small girl and she does yoga and Pilates, but she wanted to try something else. So they, they used me as an example of like, or they want to go through the steps of me being a new person and see what the process is. So yeah, this new girl never done anything for us. So and she was nervous. She was very like, totally. totally I understand nervous. that. And even, even I was there, I was a little nervous coming into that. Cause I'm like, I've never done a class like this before. Um, so we got into it and more people showed up and everyone there was friendly. Um, people of all like shapes and sizes. And it's just like, there's a no judgment. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's very accepting and accommodating. So I'm excited because they have like a little community there. I think that's really important. Pe new people aren't necessarily invited into that community, right? Yeah. So it's like clearly there's people who come on the same days. And yeah. um, and you can tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But whenever there's people that they don't know, like, and yeah, people were coming up to me like, hey. And then people were finding out that I was trying to be an instructor. So like they were like joking with me a lot. And it was it was a lot of fun. I think this would be a, a great crowd to work with. Even though there's a class after community too, but you know, but they were saying bye to like the people that were in the class before. And oh, wow. it's really, it's because it's, this is, this company is the only one in the Edmonton area. Oh. Um, so they're opening up new ones um, later on. Yeah. But um, yeah. Why do you have gloves? Are you punching something? It's the gloves are just kind of, and like they have hand wraps yeah. as well. It's to kind of save your wrist and like your. But your, are you like, actually punching something? Yeah. They have bags there. They have like not punching bags, but they have mat like pillars kind of thing oh, okay that you're punching so everyone's got their own pillar to punch oh and it's it's a pretty intense workout so it was it was actually really good interesting yeah um the instructors were awesome like she was a lot of fun um but uh yeah i think they're really excited to have me so i'm uh, excited you will to be do there. fantastic so yeah we'll have to do like once you're kind of settled we'll have to invite oh yeah we'll, we'll have to invite you all and of Lindsay our and well like and even of... like any of our listeners that want to yeah. come we could do a this is adulting class yeah that would be awesome that would be really fun um, but yeah, so I'm excited to start this new career and I'm hoping like, and I wanted to get in more of like, because I love coaching cause I coach my soccer girls and I used to coach dodgeball, used to coach high school basketball and stuff like that. I, I get a lot of joy out of coaching people and watch people develop and yes. grow and stuff like that. So I think, um, this is where I was leading with, with my like career path that I'm going to love. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be like my full-time career career that i'm not going to have to worry about skipping to another job to do right well yeah like you were talking about with at the tire shop um, because i think yeah you like working with people yeah i love but, working people. but you're going to be in a position of advice or help yeah. and i think that that's where you'll really shine because people will feel um confident in talking to you like you're not like an intimidating person um and i'm sure the relationship that you'll build i'm sure they will just love you yeah but yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, what were you, what, I think on the top of my head, what you were doing before this, but um, like, are you still doing part-time there? Like, what does that look like? You know, I still, you haven't decided yet. I still have to talk to my boss about it. Oh, great. Um, Surprise Well, but I, I had a conversation with him about how the fact that like, because I've gotten another opportunity from another friend of mine right. to work with him. 
but I went and kind of shadowed his um, his service tech that I was going to go do, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this job. Gotcha. So it's just those those little things. And I'm trying to take my gut instincts on certain things, especially since I've been working so many jobs nowadays. I know I'm kind of know what I want now, um, and so I gotta I gotta make like these better decisions on trying things that I think I'm gonna like, and right. then getting into it and be like, oh, I don't really like this, you know. So I'm. I'm really crossing my fingers on hoping that this is going to be a, a good career that I'm going to love for a while. Because yeah, they, they, they talked about a lot of your company, <clears throat> but they, well, they're not new. They, um, they have, I think they have over 300 studios around North America. Cool. So that's not that, that's not that many, but there's enough that there's going to be like, yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's going to be hopefully enough that I'm going to be, um, I mean, if I pass my probational period. They're sending me to New York to go train. No way. So I'm like, I'm excited for that. That's amazing. <laughs> but they're, you know, they're looking for more teams to, because they're going to be opening up another one in Windermere. Cool. So That's near they me. want a team over there and, you know, they're going to keep doing, keep, hopefully keep growing and they want me to be part of that. So I'm excited for that. Fabulous. Yeah. But uh, talking about careers and jobs and stuff like that, let's, let's uh, rewind it back and yeah. talk about like, like. Because as an adult, as you come into adult out of like high school and stuff like that, what was your path like? What, what were you looking at doing? Or did you go to school right away after high school? Uh, yes and no. So I I knew I wanted to work with people. Like that was always something and and um, primarily kids. I honestly thought I was going to become a school counselor. Um, my My role models, I guess, like my parents did the same thing their entire career. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, so that's her, that was her path. <laughs> and well, to be fair, she went and got a graphic design or sorry, an interior design degree, degree or yeah. di- diploma from Nate. Um, and, but then once she had us kids, she stayed home. Um, and my dad had like, uh, ran a landscaping company for 40 years and did the same thing day in, day out. So that's yeah. that was what my idea of careers look like. Right. You go to school, you find something, and you stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working at the landscaping company that my dad owned um, went right out of school. Oh, really? Um, so I had – the only other thing that I had done before that is I had done some hosting at a restaurant. That was one of my mm-hmm. first jobs. Yeah. And I had also worked at a daycare for two summers in a row, which was really fun. Like when you're under 18 and you have so much energy, <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Um, but anyway, so I got this job. And then what I did was I worked during the day. I was done at 5 o'clock. And then I would go take um, night classes from 6 till 9, about four days a week. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty busy. But um, I was making money, uh, which was great because I was able to buy a car. Um, I was able to travel uh, while while doing my schooling. And so I think I finished my degree in about eight years. Like I did night classes for a while. And then I went back to school full time and I played for the Griffins. Oh, yeah. um, and then I finished and it was like, oh, okay. So it's not just going to be um, so, so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after a while, once I went back to school full time, I had to quit at the landscaping company and I started working at a sports, um, like an adult sports league. And that's where I met Tim. And that's oh, when I finished yes. my degree was there. Um, and I worked there for about two years and I was like, this isn't for me. The environment just wasn't for me. How long were you there for? Just about two years. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, my, the place that I'm working now has been a place that I've wanted to work by like knowing I want to work with kids. Um, and so I applied for a position and I didn't get it, but HR called and they said, we think you'd um, do very well in the clubs. And I was like, well, I don't know. I had my time in daycares. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I really want to do that. And um, I was like, but I want to get my foot in the door, so I'll do it. Start yeah. at the bottom of the ladder, do what you have to do. And then I loved it. I loved it so much. It was a it's a career made for me, and um, I've moved my way up now. I supervise the people that are working with the kiddos, and I and I love it. Because you've been there for. I will be coming up seven years. Seven years now, right yeah. away. Nice. And so yeah, so it feels like, um, it feels like sh- a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things, but I I do anticipate do anticipate being there for the long haul Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, yeah, I just really enjoy it. And so it's funny even saying that though, cause I'm like seven years ago, I was still <laughs> 24. Like what did I do in between or no, not 24, 26. Yeah. So there was still <laughs> like from 17 <laughs> to 26. Hey, you know what I was going to say to you? You are how old? 30? I, 37. 37. Okay. So uh, you've been out, you've been graduated for 20 years probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when you say 10 years of one place, I'm like, well, where'd the other 10 years go, buddy? I know. Um, out, of, out of my high school, I actually went back to school to be, um, to be a, a police officer. At Grant McEwen? At Grant McEwen. So I was at, cool. I was in the police security. Do you security. know Nikki J did that program too? Really? Yep. Oh, me and Nikki, Nikki J have so much in common. You guys hey? do. Yeah. <laughs> you are one. Anyways. Um, I went to the police security um, program at Grand McEwen downtown. It's a, it's a three-year program and I was in it for two years and like eight months. Wow. And then I was about to graduate and I took off to Toronto to go do something else because I, I was like. I know. I was three months from graduating, and I was like... For the like, listeners, my mouth is in a shocked open. face right now. <laughs> that is crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, no. And, you know, there was something that clicked in me that I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be a police officer. And I think a lot of the aspects of school turned me off of it because there was... I was taking all these courses that I didn't think I ever need to be a cop, but that's just my mentality when I was younger, right? When I was younger, I was like, oh, why am I taking this psychology class? I'm like, this is stupid. This has nothing to do with being a police officer, but it does. Oh, it has so it, much it has to so do much to do because you have to deal with so many different people and their minds and stuff like that. So I I was young and stupid. So I literally, three months left in my, <laughs> in my graduation. I'm, and I would have got a job snaps. right away because they were looking for more like um, c- culture, like yeah. mul- like multiculture in the, in the, the force and stuff like that. So... I mean, that's one of the reasons why I got into school. Um, I literally saw someone not do enough ch- uh, like pull-ups, and they they like ripped up their like application form like on the spot because we were doing like our physical tasks, and like we were doing. I was with like three other people, and yeah, this one guy couldn't do like eleven pull-ups 11? or something, and he uh, yeah, they're like, all right. Better luck next year. Take that number Take and minus eleven, and I still couldn't do it. <laughs> but I was like, man, like it was, it was kind of like intimidating, because as soon as he failed, like he failed on the spot, and they told him to come back next year. They wow. literally ripped, ripped up his application, and it's like, all right, we'll see you next year. I was like, okay, I got into it, so it was, I was, but yeah, I. Three months in or left, I took off with my buddy to Toronto. We drove across the country. For what? To go take this course. It was like um, an electronics systems course, installations course. 
At what school? There's only two schools. There's only two accredited schools in North America that do it. Um, one was in Toronto. The other Ryerson? one was in Phoenix. Hmm? Is it Ryerson? No. No. It was, it was called uh, Mobile Dynamics. Oh, okay. It's just Sounds like, like a legit school. <laughs> it was just like this uh, place that just teaches like how to... And, you know, we didn't actually have to go to school for this. Like, you could literally, like, do it here and, like, just train and do it. And I was just, but you know, I was like, hey, I saw, like, an ad online or something. I was like, this is, Jeff, let's go do this course this in Toronto. This is so you. And, he, and he's like, yeah. There's a pattern here for oh, your entire oh, life. Oh, man. Wait, can we back up for a second? Yeah. So was the police thing right out, out of high school? So out of high school, you applied for it and yeah. you were in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got in right away. Um. I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my yeah. life. So I was like, okay, well, out of like in grade 12, when we took like all these exams about trying to figure out what you want to do in your like future and your career path, I was like, I kind of want to be a cop because you know what? I, I wanted to be a sniper <laughs> <laughs> on like a SWAT team. Of course, you have to be a cop to be able to do that. So I started with this and then, yeah, I, just, I didn't want to be a cop after like three years or two years of schooling. And I was like, you know what? This is not going to be worth it. Like just knowing what the cops go through in Edmonton, I was like, people hate cops. I some be people, like, I don't. Some people, but most people, when they look at like cops, uh, they get like that. I work, like, I work in a lot of communities where the cops are mean trouble yeah. for, for a family. And so I, I totally get why people would have that anxiety. However, I have also seen a lot of police officers that work in those areas mm-hmm. do a really good job yeah. of trying to be part of the community. Absolutely. Um, and I have a lot of friends that are cops and they love their jobs. Yes. And, but like, I just, at that time I was like, okay, I don't want this. I don't, this is not going to be, I don't want to be that guy that everyone hates, you know, right. <laughs> I need to be the most loved person you, you in the room. You need to be the most loved person. <laughs> okay. So then you are like, okay, I'm going to switch to technology. Yeah. And like, I mean, I always had a love for cars, like growing up in high school and stuff like that. Like my dad, I used to work on cars with my dad all the time. Right. So I loved cars and I was like, well, maybe I should do something with cars. So I went to this course and yeah, it, th- basically it's a certificate to install like car starters and anything electronic into automobiles. Amazing. That was my, that was my career path at that time. So I graduated from there. Me and my buddy drove back to, back to Edmonton from Toronto <laughs> We got there in 36 hours straight, by the way. Wow. Because we drove with like, we had like a PlayStation in the car and we were playing like Tiger Woods, taking turns playing Tiger Woods golf. That is so bizarre, but amazing. And watching movies and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You and guys then, were made for, the, like, why did you have to go take a course if you were able to get a PlayStation into a car? Where was it plugged in? Well, it was just to get like a certificate. We we had like a power inverter and stuff like that. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, as soon as we got our certificates, we came back and we got hired um, at Best Buy. You know the Best Buy in Southern Common? I opened that store. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I would, that, when that store for like South Southern Common was not even like built yet. Oh, like, yeah, I remember. Best Buy was like the first store I out remember there. that junction dirt of like... everywhere. It was just dirt everywhere. It was the scariest intersection ever. Yeah. Um, were you sales or were you nope. like Geek Squad? In- installers. Or? Oh, so cool. Okay. Now, Best Buy now doesn't have the install base. All stereo. Totally makes sense. Because like right? I remember how much it was like a hassle. Like you would have had to pay so much to get it installed in your car yeah. to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally. funny because we, um, we would, every Best Buy had this thing called a boom room. And so it was where people like they had like all the subwoofers hooked up so you can hear them out and stuff like that. And everyone else in the whole store hated us because we were making all this noise. Right. All these people would come into the store and just crank this boom room <laughs> and it'd be like, boom, and just start shaking all the TVs and everything. And people were like, oh, those freaking car audio installer guys. We were like the black sheep of the Best Buy. Right. Everyone hated us. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I got into that. And I stayed with that career for a while. Like I went from Best Buy to a place called JB's Power Center. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so I was in... Doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, and How then, long were you at Best Buy? I was at Best Buy for two years. Wow, okay. And then JB's Power Center for like three years. And why why the change there? Um, Just because... Uh... I want to unpack all of these changes <laughs> because it's interesting. If you were doing the same thing, was it because like the environment wasn't A lot of it, yeah, a mixture of like the environment and sometimes the management. Yeah. Um, sometimes the management has a lot to do with it. So I don't know. My manager at Best Buy was good. Um, he was uh he was a, he was an awesome guy, um, but I think he got fired for some reason, and so there's other management that took over and they right. weren't very good. So. I was gonna say sometimes when there's like turnover, like if you've yeah. been there for two years, the people that you probably started with were moving yeah. on, and now there's a whole different environment, and you're like, these aren't my people. Yeah, and so I don't know. And then I went to bet uh, JB's Power Center because it's it's not. Sometimes I don't like working for big box companies, right? Um, just because you feel like so small and like, yeah, you're just a number. Um, so JB's power center is a smaller company that, uh, I enjoyed a little more because there was a little more interaction between like the managers, the owners and stuff like that. And like the staff. So I was there for a little while and that was good. And then, you know, I can't even, I also used to work with alarm companies like home, home security. So I used to travel down to the States all the time to do that. So you were doing that at the same time. Um, I kind of moved from Overlap. that towards that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went down like my first, the first, my first taste of it was in Chicago. Um, so we, we traveled to Chicago and it was really awesome. Cause it was like my first, like I, 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 I killed it. Like I was one of the best like installers. It was me and this other guy competing for like the most installs in that summer. So is that a more of a sales it's, thing then? No, it's a technician job. Like so somebody I, else goes out and so, sells it and then you yeah, come in and you do this yeah, install. Okay, yeah. cool. But I mean... Door-to-door sales when it comes to, like, uh, security, sometimes sometimes they get sales guys that are just oh, it's really shady. sketchy and shady. So it's, like, coming into a house after a shady sale and, like, throwing in, like, an install, you get really uneasy about it. And I did... Well, because you probably see a lot of people that have a hard time saying no. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, oh, like, yeah, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those sales guys, they know what they're doing. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I've had, like... A lot of different scenarios where husbands come home and they're like, "Oh no!" Their their stay at home wives have like kind of got like worked pushed over, into it, like yeah. pushed into getting get this alarm system, and they come home and they're like, "What the hell is this? Who's this random dude in my house? <laughs> Why is he punching holes in my walls?" <laughs> Yikes! So yeah, I, I were, were funny enough, I did afraid? that for a while. Were you ever afraid for your safety? Did oh, ever... we worked in some ghetto areas because yeah. we worked in the ghettos of Chicago and Houston. Yikes. And those were probably the two p- places that scared me the most because, um, like, we'd be working into the night and that's where, like, a lot of activity oh, happened. Man. So I was like, I went oh, to, man. Excuse me. I went to Houston when I was in grade nine. Grade 10? Grade nine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like, I was – we were playing some game. This was something for leadership in junior high and we were teaching these uh, kids in – Houston had to do the same leadership program. We were like a sister school with them or whatever. And I remember we were playing some game with something and I like had a bandana and this like grade seven kid was like, yeah, you don't want to go outside with that red bandana <laughs> on. Like, and I was like, what? Like, you know, I mean, it was even a thousand times more innocent than I am now. And we were taking pictures with the signs that are like drug free, gun free zone. I'm oh, like, what man. is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Houston can be. Oh, There's a lot of places. That I was can be in scary. the ghettos of Houston and the ghettos of Chicago, and you know it's things that you see on TV. Like we we live in Edmonton, 
Alberta. Like yeah. we don't see that kind of stuff. But when I was working down there, it was like, oh man, this is like a real place. Like this place that you see on TV. I'm like, this is kind of scary. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it was a cool experience. Um, I met a lot of really nice people. Like I'll go, even though I was working in like ghettos where like the housing was really low income, it's because people just got into bad situations. Totally. Like, like they lost their job at the mill and all these people had the, you know, they had to go live in the really inexpensive places because that's all they can afford right now because they didn't totally. have a job, right? So it's like... There's a, there's a thousand reasons why people could be <clears throat> yeah. in poverty. Yep. And so like just talking with them, like they were some of the nicest people I ever met. They just stuck in really bad... And that's why they wanted these alarm systems. They're like, we need to stay protected somehow because oh. there's like really bad people around these areas and we're just trying to make a living and just trying to like make a like stay, stay alive kind right. of thing, right? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was another one of my jobs was every summer for like four or five months, I'd go down to the States and just work in a new place. And why did that end? <clears throat> because the companies, they were just bad. Ah, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I, eventually I got, like I became a, a lead technician a lot and then it was just like, you know, some of these, some of the sales guys and some of the sales tactics, certain, co- certain alarm companies did. They right. just wanted to make their money. And you can make a lot of money like doing this stuff, right? Um, but when they leave in the summer, they go back home to wherever they're from. All these people that just bought these alarms, they don't really have a lot of like tech support or it's like support on things things go wrong, right? So yeah, I got a little uneasy about that. Um, so I got rid of that. I can't remember what I did next. Because <laughs> if you're doing that in the summers, what were you doing during this non-summer? Well, <laughs> it's when I... I when I went down to Houston, that was my second year of uh, installing. I actually moved out to Winnipeg as right. well that's to go try. Roommate? Well, that's when I went to go just try a new lifestyle. I went to go live with my family for because I had family out there for a bit. Started out with my family, and then I went to go to school out there too. In the um, when I first moved out there, I I just applied to a bunch of different places and got like hired at the first two random places I got. That I applied to, and it was it was Enterprise Rent a Car, right? And and Old Navy. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is like the best. I feel like we need to like get no. an illustrator to like draw this out. Oh, the man. path of Jack, which oh. is never ending. Okay, so so you're in Winnipeg. I was in Winnipeg. Did you, did you do both jobs? I I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car in the daytime because I was saving up to go to school. I love Old Navy so much. And then I went to Old Navy at night working with a bunch of like 16-year-olds. I love that so much. And, <laughs> and you would have been what, 20? I was like 24, yeah, okay. I think. 24, 25. Yeah. And so I was out there just having a good time. We eventually went to school. What did you go to school for? <laughs> Mechanical engineering, <laughs> which I lasted <laughs> one semester because I'm like, I cannot do this. I remember remember me telling people, I'm not book smart, I'm not a student, and going into mechanical engineering for the first time. Well, in first year is impossible. <clears throat> it like was first, overwhelming. First year is a lot, and if you're able to get through the first and second year where it's a lot more um, open-ended, yeah. then once you get to the things yeah. that are a lot more specific that you actually have passion. I mean, I, I did a psych degree, I, the exact same thing. The first two years were like... What? Like, why do I need any of these classes? And then you start doing the like 400 levels and you're like, oh, now I'm doing positive psych and now I'm doing uh, criminal oh, whatever psych. Like it was a lot more exciting. So I can imagine for someone who already doesn't like school, that year one of a year mechanical, one, you'd be semester like, none one. of this has to do with 
mechanics or engineering or whatever. Semester one, I was like, what am I doing yeah, here? You probably would have had to take like English like in the, your first Uh What did I have to take? I, oh, I took, yeah, I can't remember what I took. I can't remember my course load. I, Amazing. It was like, I took it and I was like, wow, this is like not for me. way out of my like. So one semester, uh, in. one semester in, I'm like, okay. Uh, at this time, I'm also talking with like, okay, I'm getting in trouble with a girl because I I was in, talking with a girl that I met, I knew from back in the day when I was working at a superstore. That's during school. You were at superstore? Yeah. Okay. No, no. The superstore was uh, back in the day, like coming out of, coming That's out of high school. That's what I mean, school. like while you were in high school. Like, okay. Yeah, well, okay. just out of high school when I was do, going to play security, I was still working at a superstore gotcha. okay. as a role player, which was the best job I ever had. Um Bring it back. <laughs> I was, uh, so I rekindled this relationship with this girl and she was living in Edmonton at the time and she was getting ready to move out to Kelowna. So I was like, Ooh, Kelowna. And so we, we were talking for a couple of months and then we decided to be, to like date on like long distance after like two or three months. I have been shaking my head for 30 <laughs> minutes straight. Like, Why did whose idea was this episode? Listen, if, if my dad was your dad, you you would have been like there would have been a stop. It would have been like figure it out. Oh, my! I'm pretty sure my whole family was <laughs> telling me that already. They're like, we, Jack, what are you I doing? Have to, I have to interject and tell a story. So when I was 25, um, I think I've said before I built a house with a guy and then yes. we broke up. Yeah. Anyway, so so because we had built this house and because we had been together for a while, we had to um, s- like separate pretty not legally but like separate um, and come up with everything. But we just did it between us and our families. Anyways, um, my dad wanted to meet on a Sunday, and the night before was my twenty fifth birthday. Oh, it was no. my the party of my twenty fifth <laughs> birthday, and this is this is the kind of dad I have. I said, um, well, dad, like, it's my 25th birthday the night before. Like, I'm going to go out. Like, I'm going to party. Gonna blah, blah, blah. And my dad just said, Danielle, grow up. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's not a lot when of... Your par- when any parent says that, you're <laughs> yeah. just like, uh... I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway, so so I could just imagine me being like, dad, I have a new career. My dad would be like, no. And so, no. <laughs> actually, another dad story. When I was applying for the sports, the adult sports league, yeah. the interview process was insanity. Like, we had, there was like two interviews. They were both like three hours long. It was crazy. One of the questions they asked was like, who's your hero? And I started talking about my dad and you know blah 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 talking about what all the things that he's done for our family and and then i started crying like i just got emotional <laughs> i you know didn't imagine i was gonna get emotional anyways so i call my mom after the interview and i tell her and mom, oh danielle that is so sweet like that's so nice that you cried and you know you're not i call my dad and i'm like dad i i was talking about you being my hero and and it, like brought me to tears like i just love you so much. And my dad's like, Danielle, you really need a job. Like, as if like, because I cried, I was going to lose the opportunity anyways. So that's my dad. So I'm just thinking if I was ever, if I was like you, my dad would just be like shaking his head. Oh, the whole yeah. time. But anyways, okay. Back to um, you falling in love with someone in Kelowna. Yes. So I, I moved, I eventually decided to like pack up and move to, from Winnipeg and I drove. Wait, can I pause? Yes. Have you lived in Winnipeg more than once? No, that okay, was so my during first this time. time you were with you also had moved in with that roommate that you yes, found on Facebook. I found a Facebook on roommate. Her name oh I can't remember her name. Whatever. Yeah. And then Anyways. at one point you were like, Hey, I gotta move out, I'm moving to Kelowna. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well one yeah, one because I was paying like month to month. Right. Right? Okay, and great. then one day I was like, 
I had this talk with her, and she's like, "You want to do what?" I know. She's she's shaking her head like Danielle always yeah. does, and she's like, "Cause she this girl's like, she's, like, you have a she's job a at teacher, Old Navy, and you have a job at <laughs> what was the other one? Enterprise, rent Enterprise. A car. Why would you give that up? <laughs> Making minimum wage at both jobs. And this is you like know? thirteen years ago. We still have so far to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, how much time do we have left? Uh, yeah. So she, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Kelowna." And she's like, why? She's like, well, there's this girl I like out there. She's like, whatever, Jack. You do what you got to do. But, you know, just make sure you give my rent money first. <laughs> she's like, it's funny because, like, I have, um, I have a, like, a best girlfriend um, in Winnipeg that I met out there. I came really good friends with her because I knew her from a friend in Edmonton. So we met there. And when I, was, when I moved out to Winnipeg, we became really good friends. I didn't tell her that I was moving to Kelowna. Oh, no. Like, I one day just, like, packed up and left. Oh my and gosh. then and then she ran into my roommate at the grocery store. Oh my god! And she's like, "Hey, how's Jack doing? I've heard from him in a while." My oh roommate's my like, uh, "Jack like just picked up and moved to Kelowna." Oh my gosh! I know her, and my friend was pissed. Yeah, rightfully so. So pissed at me because I, I was just, just want being everyone to know idiot. that if this podcast ever just suddenly stops, it's probably because Jack's moved to a different place. <laughs> <laughs> I just packed up and moved. Um, so yeah, she she found out about that and she like called me and she was pissed. Right. And yeah, and like we we I apologized and I made it up to her, but of like course. man, was she ever mad? And so I moved to Kelowna. I lived in this girl's parents' guest house with her, and this guest house is huge. Her parents were loaded. Like okay. her dad does. I can't remember what he does, but he's got their their house was huge. Big outdoor pool, guest wow. house bigger than like basically this house, and I'm like, oh man, this is a this lavish is the lifestyle, life. right? Yeah. Didn't have to pay rent because like they were just spoiling their daughter. I can't wait to hear what messed this one up. <laughs> oh man, what uh, were you doing in Kelowna? I and this is the good. Th- I mean, this is a good thing about stuff that happens. I moved to Kelowna and I applied to a bunch of different jobs. Tried to get like another installer job, right? right? Um, but then I applied to Cal Tire as well. Okay. And that's where I started my career, Caltire. Awesome. So I started I started there and I worked a lot of hours just to like because me and my girlfriend were like wanting to go to Thailand. So she wasn't working at the time because she couldn't find a job. And I mean, I don't know. She didn't have to work because her parents were loaded. They right. gave her everything, right? I'm not going to, I don't like to bum my exes, but this girl was a very spoiled brat. Like okay. she was, a, uh, she was just this, her mom loved her so much and she was such a daddy's girl and like man her parents gave her everything was she so. an only child no she's got a brother okay. that lives in edmonton but um she was like yeah she uh she didn't have to work so she didn't work while i was working to save up for us to go to thailand <laughs> um and our relationship was rocky because she had some serious trust issues she really thought that i was going to cheat on her like all the time like we yeah. go to the grocery store and she's like oh you're looking at that girl aren't you i'm like well, where is this coming from? You realize it just moved across the country for you, right? And right. like she just wasn't Well, and how old you would have been about 25? 25 and she was 21 23, I think. Right. At the time we were only a couple years older. Uh, that's like a like not that not that her assuming you're cheating, but like I do feel like that's like a one of those um like adult learnings like oh, that eventually yeah. you realize that like actually if you're that worried about it that says something that says about more about you, you. yeah than it does right about your partner. oh man and she she had been in 
from the age of 18 to 23, she had been in 13 relationships. No. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a red flag, right? That's a red flag. But you know how Jack takes red flags, Jack. I love takes red flags. Takes them as challenges I will, them. I was like, I challenge I will, this. <laughs> I will fix this red flag. Let me move to Kelowna and fix her. Yes. And that was my mentality. Of I was course like, it was. I'm just going to show her that there's actually nice guys out there. Of and course yeah, you I were. got trapped into that. <laughs> so we dated for eight months. We eventually did go to Thailand off like all my hard-earned money. <laughs> and we it? we broke up in Thailand. We went there for a month. <laughs> two weeks in, we broke up. But yet I see because because of a threat I got from her dad before we left, kind of like he takes me aside and he's like, so alive when oh, you come no. back. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so knowing that I had to, we came back together because yeah. I did not want to like die. die. <laughs> so we came back and then her dad took her on a big boat trip. Like as soon as we got back so and I packed up my shit and I was like, wait for her to come back home. And I was like, Hey, I'm leaving. And I left. Okay. And you came back to Edmonton? Uh, no, I, well, I stayed there for three more months and then I came back to Edmonton. Where did you live for three months? My buddy's place. Oh, okay. who this girl's despised. And oh, so, yeah, perfect. It was, okay, it was so a you, messy, messy breakup. So you're still working at Caltire at the still time? Still working at Caltire. Okay. And they transferred me to Edmonton. Um, and then, yeah, stayed with Caltire for that another like nine years after that. Well, and <clears throat> maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but you've, you kind of like at the end with Caltire, like you were kind of back and forth like i feel like you weren't working there and then you went back or yeah am I wrong yeah, yeah okay. i've i've gone back and forth there yeah um and like i've had a lot of good connections at caltire and because of like my hard work a lot of times they don't like to rehire people but depending on the person you know yes of course if they'll, they'll bring you back if you've you've had a good future with them and like i hate i never like to burn bridges with any companies um because you never know if you might need them again mm-hmm. because you know when you jump from job to job, you know. <laughs> I remember when we started hanging out, um, one of the things that you had talked about was the potential of doing like a um, mobile. Mobile um, tire changing. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think you would do so well at. Not that I want you to change jobs again. <laughs> but but I, the, based on your personality, your willingness to like be so like honest with people and um, your charisma, like I think that I, I could probably name – 30 people that right off the bat, I would be like, refer you to, right? Because it's like, I think, I think you would just do so well at that. You'd get a a really loyal fan base. Client client base. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I had deep thoughts about that. And you know, my, my cousin was really, cause he thought the same thing. He's like, this would be a perfect killer thing for like, cause you already do it for people for free. You change (laughs) tires. Well, no, I'm not free. I get free dinners out of it. Yeah. I do buy you dinner. There's payment. There's payment. Don't believe me. But yeah, no, I definitely do do free, and you know, it was it. Was, I think that could have been a really big thing for me, but there was I was there was something about it. I think I was scared to go off by myself. I was gonna say the right? the amount of um, discipline that it would yeah. take for you to do it and have to be all of the things, right? Like yeah. get out there and advertise, and like you are somebody who clearly like goes full in like i think we've said on this podcast before yeah we were like hey should we have a podcast and jack was like i bought chairs i bought microphones i bought we have a freaking mixer of some sort for well, our audio um, i did my research it's... you did your research and so but yeah it would be a lot to take on like creating a whole company yeah yeah and so i was a little scared and intimidated by that so i was like making up excuses and flaws and why i didn't do it and, right. like my my cousin was like ready to like give me money to go do this company. And I just didn't get around to it. So 
you know, it's it's funny because like I think I'm like a born leader, but at the same time, I'm most comfortable following orders. Right. Um, to like a T and like performing being given direction. And, yeah. Being given direction and just performing the shit out of it. And then but like and like I can give orders. Yes. Like I was a good manager because again, what made me a good manager was the fact that I gained res- the respect of my employees because I was in the shop working at times of really like craziness. Right. Like it wasn't just like bark orders at people. You know, I was leading the charge by like helping them with when when it got busy, you know? So that's the kind of management manager I want to be like mm-hmm. rather than just barking orders and just making everyone else do all the work. And so when it comes to like owning my own business and I've tried, I've tried like with my, my tattoo cords. I was going to say, yeah, let's. And like just other stuff like that. Like I get a little overwhelmed when I have to do everything myself. Right. I think. So, so since Caltire, which was how many years have you been done with? Um, like kind of that last, like that official last, like, yeah, yeah, official. Of, I yeah. think it's been two or three years. Okay. So in two to three years, I, name off all of the things <laughs> that you've done. Because I feel like it's a lot. Well, and like, we're running around like the 46 mark right now. We're almost Man. done. Yeah. And what? I've got a lot of jobs. Actually, I don't really have, no, that's, that's not true. So I went into, um after Caltar, I went into commercial security with my friend. Right. With my friend Kyle, he owned he owned his own business, and it was a small company that we subcontracted to bigger companies for. Okay. So he would do companies like um, Costco and like um, all the Seven Elevens. Wow. And so we do all the commercial business for all those big like and Shoppers Drug Mart and all those big name stores. To put security in. Yeah, it's security and cameras. So you were doing installing again. Yeah, yeah, cool. I was installing again because you know I'm I'm good with my hands. Yeah. Like I'm good with this kind of Ladies. stuff. Ladies. Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> these hands are like gold. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> you brought it up. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I was doing that for two or three years after that. Um, and it was nice because working, but I found that working for friends sometimes has its like downsides. Downsides because sometimes work doesn't get any work. Work doesn't get done because you're too busy shooting shit. It's like talking like this times where I'd go to Kyle's place and we'd talk for so much stuff in the morning. But he's an interesting very he's an interesting guy because he loves like conspiracy theories and we always talk about like all this crazy stuff. We should get him on here and talk about conspiracy theories because I love them too. Do you love conspiracy theories? I do. Oh man. I do. But remember it's because I said if I was ever on a jury, like the last thing that said to me, (laughs) I believe. So sometimes people will be like, follow the money and nine eleven and I'm like, Oh, something happened and then someone's like, No, it didn't. I'm like, No, it didn't. Nine eleven. Oh man. Let's not don't get me started. Yeah, let's not go down the path. Um but yeah, so that was like a couple a couple years ago. And then I started with this uh, Suncoast business yeah. where I was making, building screen sunrooms, mm-hmm. which I, it, that company you can make a lot of money out of, but I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you, and you had to travel a bit a for A lot it, right? for it, yeah. yeah. And I don't like travel. And like, I had to travel for my last, like my, that secu- commercial security job too. Mm-hmm. Like I drove a lot. Like I've driven from, I've driven the Grand Prairie and back in one day. Wow. That's like five hours each way. Um, That's crazy. I've driven to like Bonneville and like all these, because we covered all of like Northern Alberta. Yeah. So I would drive out for service calls. I drive to Edson for like a 10 minute service call, drive back. No But I got way. paid for all that driving time, which was awesome. Yeah. I didn't mind it. But um, driving for this other business is, yeah, I don't know. And then you had your tattoo. I built, I, I owned my own business 
building tattoo cords, like custom tattoo cords right. that powered like their their hand tools. Um, just because my buddy gave me the idea because he's a tattoo artist and he's like, yeah, you should, this would be a good, like, you'd make a ton of money off this, right? right. And I, when I, people tell me that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I get so like jacked up about it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like an awesome. So I throw myself right into mm-hmm. it and then I'm like, okay, this isn't going as well as I thought. And so that kind of thing, and I know I have to work at stuff. I get turned off easily when things don't go perfect, like, perfect right, right away. And I know I, that's on me. I got I to gotta make sure that I stick through things a right. lot. Got to build up your resilience. And this is the situation I'm in because like these these li- custom lights that I've been working for a salesman for, for my buddy's oh, right. company. Like yeah. we make um, custom like outdoor lighting. It has so much potential to do so good, especially in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now it's slow and my, my buddy, we just had like a, a kind of a business seminar trying to like increase sales and stuff like that. But. I don't know. Right now, it's. I'm still in that point where I'm trying to find my unicorn, where it's like trying to find the thing I love mm-hmm. that's going to be, that is what makes me money, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not always about the money, but I do need to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Right. But can you imagine going to some place that doesn't feel like work? Yes, you know? because I do it. Yeah. See, and that's that's what I. Well, I should back up. I, there are days and weeks that feel like work, but I've never had a. I'm sitting in the parking lot saying I don't want to go in. Yeah. Um. It is. I I like having the challenge. Yeah, but rough days as opposed to like every day. Right. Is a different Waking story. Waking up right? dreading yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. So. But um, that this was a whole lot. That was a whole lot about me. We haven't talked about what you. No, I did. Job. I gave my Cole's notes story. I don't have nearly as oh, many as my, exciting <laughs> things. So it's like, uh, well, I lived at home. I I went to school. I and I worked, and then I worked, and now I'm in a job that I hope I'm in for a long time. So, That's good. So it's and, pre- mine's pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, my life has been sporadic, but I'm I'm definitely paying for that right now. Like you know, over I bet you I, I'm pretty sure that over the years. Of all the jobs I've made, I've had, I've made quite a bit of money, but I have nothing to show for right now. Well, you have a house. Yeah, but you know, you have all this podcasting equipment, <laughs> and that's one of the bad things. That's one of the worst things about my one of my qualities is that I'm bad with my money. Oh well, then we definitely I'm, have to do some. We'll have to do some money management stuff. Definitely, we'll I think that's ma- one of the most mentors. important things because, yeah. like, yeah, like I said, I just I go through, I go through all these jobs and I go through life. Wanting to do all this, all this exciting Everything. stuff, but yeah, you didn't even talk about Dodge Squad. Like you are oh, doing yeah. all these different things. Yeah, I do a lot of different things, and Dodge Squad is that's kind of like a a hobby job, right? I'm I'm basically a, a brand ambassador for Alberta Dodge dealers, so they pay me as G Nakiska, Fernie, Kicking Horse, and uh, Kimberly, and they pay me to go and ski. Amazing! Like literally, like they give me a wage, a per diem. They they pay for the gas up there that's amazing that's my job i think i think you i think you're gonna do very well at kickboxing i i don't know if it's like your forever thing but i think that i think you in a sports coaching fitness world like i think that's so right up your alley yeah and my like i have these deep talks with my my friend that works with that kind of manages the jeep squad Mm -hmm. our jeep summit squad and we had this talk about like trying to find my dream career and mm-hmm. she i'm pretty sure she has she was like jack with all the sports you play why don't you get into something like more active like as a career like coaching mm-hmm. so we were looking at coaching jobs and i'm like well 
I don't know about coaching jobs, but this is this could be a good step in the right direction. Yes. So that's what I'm very excited about, and I'm hoping that it is really like it leads me into the right path because I've been on so many different paths. Yes. Like that, I just I'm so confused on what I want to do. And uh, have a conversation about the path. I, I'm pretty sure I've had talks with. I wouldn't say. Um, I did go to like this like. Psychic? Um, <laughs> psychics. Maybe I should go to more psychics. But we had, there was like this, I, I saw this thing online, not online, it was in like a, a newspaper or something about trying to find your career, trying to find your career path, right? It was like this two-day seminar thing. Oh, gosh. Um, I was trying to get your money. Yeah. But anyway. And they got it. Yeah. They got it. Because what, what came out of it was I should be like a radio host of some sort. Really? And I'm like, oh, because I have a face for radio or what? <laughs> two days and they came up with radio well, house? yeah i don't know what, what? well there was a bunch of other things too it was like a comedian and it was all stuff that i was like well wait w- wait <laughs> tell me how did they come up with it like did you do a test you, you did like a bunch of tests and like you talked about things that you liked and enjoyed and then they would analyze that kind of stuff and then they would give you options of what they think that you should be doing interesting yeah it was it was a really low scale kind of like there was maybe like ten people there yeah that all signed up for this course cool. and then um, I'm about those courses I'm not I'm not judging you for going to one of those I just think it's really interesting it was interesting I'm I I love trying new things out yeah. like this too right because I mean because I'm someone that needs direction because there's time there's days I wake up I'm like what am I supposed to do today <laughs> like, and this I know I'll join a sports team. <laughs> Uh, the sports thing is one of my it's a big downfall because I'll I find it hard to say no to sports yeah like this week, week this weekend an example I was in a volleyball tournament in Calgary which is three hours away I went there on Friday night played in the morning and then my I had a, I'm in a soccer tournament in Edmonton too it's like the Nations Cup so I I played in the tournament and then I drove three hours through a snowstorm to come play in a soccer soccer game which we won and now we have finals today but this is the thing. Like, I'm saying no. I can't say no to sports. Right. Someone asked me to play on a team. I'm like, yeah. Don't even check my schedule. I'm like double booking things because I just want to play all the sports. The thing about sports is that sports make me happy. Right. Like, when I'm playing sports it is when I'm the, the happiest. Yeah. And that's why I need to find a career in sports. This is my path. Okay. I'm going to find a career in sports. We found it. I think we found okay, it. Okay, so you're going to you're going to start with with the coaching of kickboxing Yeah. and maybe that is. Maybe maybe you go on to like own a franchise of yeah. the place and 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 again, I think that you would be perfect for something like that because even though you wouldn't be necessarily coaching the class, the influence that you would have on people creating that environment, yeah. welcoming environment, working with coaches to make sure that they are similar to you. I think I think that's right up your but, alley. You know, I talked to the owner um of the the company and because he he was kind of doing my interview as well along with uh the girl that manages the studio and he's like he wants to do that same kind of thing and that's why i was like i want to make sure that the person that i hire has the same mentality as the whole team everyone is here to help everyone everyone's here to do everything we're not like you're just an instructor or you're just a, a front desk girl or anything like that everyone does everything so Everyone's growing together and they have good profit sharing and good benefits and all that stuff. Amazing. So, they have benefits? Well, they've got really good benefits good for from, what the, from what the girls are telling me. Really good benefits. Um, they have a profit sharing. And wow. Then it's like a sales and like I have a base salary with sales commissions on top of that. So there's a lot of potential for this job, I think. And at the same time, again, 
there's a good community of people that they help and like they're going to Banff next like in May sometime. Oh good. Another like, thing that we have to figure out. As like a group. Yeah. Like a, yeah, I no, mean, I know. So that's pretty that's pretty awesome. That's fine. It'll affect my schedule, but that's fine. <laughs> what? You're if you're going? No, I'm not going. Oh, okay. Never no, mind. no. Because like they, it's already full. The class is already full. Oh, like the, cool. the trip okay. is already full. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. they're just saying they're like, Yeah, we take our clients, we're going on a big bath trip. Like the bus takes us to bath that's and we're just so having fun. like time together. Cause they they've built like this really good like community and they're all friends with each other and yeah, it's, it's really awesome. So I'm excited to join this community because it's like small communities like the dodgeball community and my roadway community like i love small communities like that because you build the best friendships there right right so so i guess to bring this back to the point of our podcast um if if we have any young or long-term you know job and and thinking like how am i going to get my career right out of university (laughs) or right out of high school like know that number one there should be no pressure on you to find your lifelong career when you're 20 years old because <laughs> I can tell you both of us in our 30s, like, um, although I'm still in the same similar world and I would bet Jack, like, <laughs> s- similar in that, like, yeah. you want to work with people and, yeah. and those things, you will find, you will continue to find things that work for you. Yeah. You'll find your niche eventually. Exactly. But it's going to take some trial and error. It definitely will. Yeah, so it's best and, to get started. And, and I think that you know, as as much as everyone likes to make fun of millennials, like certainly switching jobs is is um, as much as it may not benefit the company that you work for. Um, getting this cross um, training from different industries, mm-hmm. different um, agencies, like you see a lot of people who go, "I've been two years in this job." I've, I've got what I needed under my belt. Now, either I'm looking for another job in my company or I'm going to look at another place that can develop me more. And so it's almost becoming the norm of people um, trying to get as much experience as they can from all these different places. So, yeah, I just hope that nobody feels pressure to, like, find something and stay there for their whole life, especially if they're not happy, especially if it's not what they love doing. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between, like, having to do a job and ha- and make money to survive, like, to live your life yeah. versus, like, okay, this is something I want to put my, like, effort into. Mm-hmm. And both are okay. Yeah. There's um there's a guy, and for anyone that wants, like, there's a guy I listen to. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary V on Instagram, stuff like that. He is a inspirational, motivational speaker, but he's one of those guys that like he swears a lot, mm-hmm. and he like he's one of those guys that just like get shit done. But he's very he's very straight to the point, mm-hmm. and he's like one of his main like like points of views is if you're not happy with what you're doing, then change. don't then then change it yeah. because you're in control of your life, and. This probably like, and I just started listening to him now. Cause if imagine if I was listening to him back in the day, well, yeah, you, I basically had his his, his morals in my head already. Yeah. And then when I saw like him now, I'm just like, this guy makes so much sense because I've been living my whole life like that. Well, I think in our thirties and anyone older than us, like I think that you once you're through your twenties, and I don't mean specific ages, but 
it takes a while to understand to have like faith in yourself and yeah. faith to know that you will land somewhere as we've talked about many times. And so it's really, it's really good. But as a 20 year old me listening to that guy, I'd be like, well, but I, how am I going to start my life? I, I, I was just at a conference and we were talking about um, the cost of living and, and housing prices. And so if I was a 20 year old and I am trying to move out from my parents' house, trying to go like, well, I'm not happy here. So I'm going to go do something else. It would be really scary if you didn't have oh, the support or a, like a soft place to land. And yeah. so again, you as a human and as an adult will, will you are resilient and you will find the right path for mm -hmm. you and, and, you know, trust your instincts and, um, you know, use your support system around you if you need to, like, if you're not happy with a job, then, and it's, or it's a, not a safe place for you. Like mm. there will be people that can help support you. Yep. Always support is the most important. I thank God for my family, like for helping me all along the ways. And I hope that one day I get to finding my like final, like job. job. <laughs> they can, they can I you know what? I almost think for you, it's going to be like, this is going to be your life. Like, I think you're going to have these, these jobs that you come back to i think a cal tire i think a kickboxing like i think you're always going to be a, a jack of all trades and have multiple <laughs> things going on because i'm like you in what like a corporate world like that's not that's not ultimate jack like no, you no. settling down and doing one thing for 30 years that's not jack mm, right like even if you find the perfect job tomorrow yeah. i think within 10 years you'd be like i want to do other what? things too now yeah what? I'll always, um, that's I, part of my growth yes, right like exactly. i always want to be doing different things yeah all right every uh, week we say this will probably be a short episode <laughs> we were like week. oh this shouldn't this should only be a half an hour or something <laughs> an yeah hour, we're an hour yeah <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's the end of our episode today hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's episode Remember, guys, <laughs> as we why as are you laughing right now? Because I uh, we mentioned this every time, as but we we are starting We've to get been more... getting so many comments. Yes, guys, if you interact with us, people were like commenting on different <laughs> um, cleaning tips, and my friend Ian thought that tables of, table of contents was so funny. Oh, I saw that. Nobody challenged me though. Nobody challenged me. Um, Melissa made Jay challenge oh, you right. for the American one. <laughs> okay, I'll take. We'll Jay figure on. that. We'll figure that out. But right. yeah. If you guys want to interact with us, go to This Is Adulting on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. More, did you see that Morgan had responded as well on Twitter? Yeah. And she, she was like, whatever, after. Yeah, um, she was choked that she wasn't the first Natalie, one. Natalie, no. and then she was like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. So thank you for your effort, Morgan. <laughs> but you're not Natalie. <laughs> That's it for today. We'll chat next week. Yeah.